Bam. <clears throat> Welcome back to Backroom Casting Couch. For the people that are not watching, we're on the casting couch today. It's a new setting. Jacob's first time in the house, live. Yeah, never never been on a casting couch before until now, so pretty cool. To... What are you guys looking to do in this industry? I'm going to let you go first, Luke. I mean, I just heard there's good money in this industry and... You know, I feel like I got the perfect body for it. Yeah, I'm just trying to build up my OnlyFans a little bit. and I don't know. Get diverse content. Have you ever done butt stuff before? Mm, a couple times. I think you'll be a perfect fit. You're going to be a great starlet here going out. All right, cut to the next scene. Anyway. Bring him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring him out, boy. Who the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> Hope you're ready, Jacob. <laughs> get that ass ready, boy. What's up? All right, foul hooked. Episode 11 or 12, something like that. 11, I think. We yeah. just eclipsed 10, right? Yeah, episode something. Yeah. Anyway. We always spend at least 30 seconds trying to figure out what episode we're on. We should probably get better at that. Yeah. Counting's hard. Even though I'm Asian, math is not my strong suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have that photographic memory either. No, I couldn't tell you like anything about math. I failed like pre-calculus in high school. That sucks. That's actually hard to do. Yeah, I'm kind of stupid, bro. How do you remember like knots and stuff? I'm good with my hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why he's in this industry. That's why I'm in this industry, boy. That's why Foul Hook is turning into backroom casting couch. Yeah, we're going to be doing uh, an OnlyFans here really soon. We'll make sure we get all of your favorite male fly fishing influencers on our calendar as well. We'll have we'll, we'll we'll sell it for 150 bucks pop. We'll make sure you know Tom Kelly, all those guys are on it. Yeah, but it's not like a joke or anything. Like it's serious. It's for real. Yeah, this is happening. Yeah, like and it's not <laughs> no. Cap. You know, it's not like the huge fly fisherman one where he posts his videos on there beforehand so everyone can see. This is like us actually doing it, right? I can't wait to see your ass spread oh. on the calendar, Luke. I'm psyched. I couldn't be more. Couldn't be more excited. It's gonna, it's be, gonna be beautiful. Should, gonna, should you, sell you well. Have to pay, hey, you have to pay for diapers somehow, right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. In this economy, too, bro. This economy sucks. Yeah, how am I supposed to buy a house right now? Like, you're not, bro. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are buying up all your houses right now. Yeah. And then they want to turn your properties into rental com- communities for their workers. Or, you know, they turn the Airbnbs or the Californians here in Boise, just buy them. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of just how it is in this hoe. Anyway, moving on. Moving on to the, the bullshit banter. Luke, we've been up to some fun shit recently. What have we been up to? We've just been bull trout, bull trout digging, man. We on, that, we on that quest. We on that grind. We on that bull trout shenanigan grind. Wait, you have to dig for them? Yeah, bro, you gotta dig for them, bro. You gotta dig the red out oh. for them. Yeah, you gotta dig. You gotta dig up the red. You gotta find where the reds usually go down, and then you just take your jeep and you drive across it back and <laughs> forth. Dude, I saw that. Yeah, didn't they get in trouble again? Didn't I don't T, know. T, you put out an article. I think uh, what's his name, Chris Wood, put out an article that uh, Jeep was whatever for whatever fucking reason, like driving a jeep up a river again. Like I think who was it? Like. Nissan, Toyota, like Ford, every company has gotten in trouble for this. Dude, and let's cook on that for a minute because I've seen some, let's talk about the Overlander influencers that, and them versus the fly fishing ones. Like them fools are bad, bro, because I've seen some reels of just like they're on a forest service road and there's no it. Like obviously you got to cross through this one section and then they just take an immediate right and they're like, I wonder if my Jeep can go upstream. Of, of course it fucking can, bro. And they're going through like a, like the headwaters of like somewhere where bull trout or like salmon go to spawn, and they're just crushing it up. Yeah, I've seen that on. I'm not gonna say the name of the river because everybody already knows what river we're talking about because it's the same one every podcast. But I've seen jeeps drive across that river so many times, like, and I actually got like got out and like talked to one of the dudes because he was like camping there, and I was like. Hey, why do you drive there? He's like, there's a road there. I was like, in the river? He's like, yeah, go on Google Maps and look at it. <laughs> and so I went That's home. That's such a fucking... I went home and looked. And I was like, there's no freaking road there. Are you kidding me? 
That's such a fucking Zoomer thing to say. My GPS told me there was a road here. Yeah, just followed across the river. That's great. Yeah. Dude, the overlanding and van community are one and the same. They post the most dumb shit. It's literally just like millennials who've never been outside before that want to pretend they go outside, but they actually just sit in their van and make TikToks and Instagram reels. It's fucking annoying. Dude, and they're like, which area can I go to that will give me the best content? <clears throat> I saw that on 4th of July, bro. Like... There was all these van lifer people. Me and Kylie stopped by this museum in Stanley. And these overland people or like van life people had like this GoPro on like a gimbal, which I don't know why you would do that. Just if you have enough money to buy a Mercedes Sprinter, get a fucking get a Sony. I know you got it. Like if you're going to do that, commit to it. Go hard. But they buy GoPros and they put them on gimbals and they're like sticking it in the girl's face. Like, hey. Do you want to talk about this cabin and what it used to be back in 1854? Like, and it's just like, she's just like, kill me. I don't want to be here. It's 4th of July. Get that shit out of my face. It's like a real good way to piss off the locals. And like, granted, if you go check out these guys' YouTubes, like they've got like five subscribers. And they're like, this van is going to change our lives. I think I think a lot of it is it, it's again we go back to the witness me culture, dude. Van lifers are like there are like people out there with, like legit vans who are out there. They just happen to have a lot of money and like it's how they live and it's how they travel and stuff like that. But there's so many like fucking posers, dude. They're like look at this stupid van rebuild I did. I turned this 2023 Mercedes fucking van into this. It's like bro, your fucking dad paid for that. Yeah, if dude. you're if you're really van life and it. I don't think you're posting about it. I don't think you're even in cell service to post. Like, if you're van life in it, you should be probably off the gram. Yeah. So like, off, you're just, yeah, they're just like totally off the grid, right? You yeah. would think like people who are legit like that, they they don't need validation from others to see that like, oh, they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Like their biggest concern is like, does my van have Wi-Fi? Like what hotspot am I going to use? Let's get Starlink like everyone else did. Dude. Yeah, but like, okay, not to get off topic on that, but that's just something, honestly, that you brought up a good point. I wanted to cook on that for a minute because that does correlate to fly fishing because I do see a lot of sprinter vans with rod racks on them. We saw one up at our spot. Yep, we did. Yeah, and like, they're all usually dudes that have like Vermont plates. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did see a Vermont plate in the middle of but fuck nowhere, Idaho. Yeah. Fishing for bull trout, and this dude has a chubby on. Oh. It was very confusing. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's a very well-known bull trout stream, and like he's over there like, wonder if I can get them on a dry. Yeah. No, I think the van life people are legitimately some of the like most cringe fly fishing or cringe influencers. There's a few out there. Like I'll give a shout out to like Dave Riley, the guy, yeah. and Gene... Jean, uh, for the last name, I forget her last name. They run with Reddington. They're both, Dave is legit as fuck. Jean is both legit as fuck. Like, they're good fishermen. They run like sink vans, I think. I I followed them way back before I was purist and like watched them and stuff like that because they were up in Sun Valley. Dude, fucking legit people. They like actually live and breathe it. And then they also sell those vans. So, like, for them, it makes sense for a marketing scheme. But like, for anyone who's just like, if, Jacob or you or I bought a van and then just started posting content. Like that is just so cringe. It's it's terrible. Today I'm driving from I'm driving from Boise, Idaho. We're gonna go check out my call. Bro, you have yeah, no idea. Like, have you ever like looked at just like you type in like a big mountain town around you and you just see the kind of the videos that are on it? Dude, it's shit like that. It's all it's like a parade of sprinter vans. Yeah, I was in McCall for the fourth and I saw back to what we were talking about earlier, like I saw a mom just directing her kids around for like two hours at the beach, just like shooting different content for their social media. <laughs> I felt so bad for those kids, bro. I, I've never seen it to like that extreme. And her kids were like getting pissed at her, hating it. And I'm guarantee you they went back to a van. I guarantee you they went back to a van and see what they're driving. Do you but. need to take a nap? Do you not want to? Do you not want to take pictures for mommy? Do you guys think it's cool to like use your kid as a prop for like social media likes? They're getting paid for it. They're getting. I think cut. like baby Gronk and shit like that. You know yeah. what I mean? I I think there's a lot of there's a lot of fly fishing influencers that do that. I can think of a couple of female ones that do that. Oh, we don't want to go down this road. Right well, now, I I know one. 
shout out Amber, the bug parade. She does it in a very tasteful manner and does like a lot of like actual educational shit with like having a kid and how to be a mom and fly fish and stuff like that. Nice. Whereas, cool. and does like cool shoots with like her kid catching fish and stuff like that. And it's not, yeah, it's not about, oh, I have a kid and I fly fish. It's like, oh, I'm a mom. How can I go out and teach other moms who maybe had a kid recently or they have a toddler or whatever and they want to get into the fly fishing, which I think is super cool. But then there's other people who just use it as like a prop. Like, oh, look, I have a kid and I fly fish. And you should look at me because I have a kid and I fly fish. I'm not actually giving back at all. That's a great point. Like, there's there's a motive behind it rather than just their self-interest. Like, they're, they're not worried about the validation because they don't need it. Like, they're just doing it to help other people. Yeah, like that's the right reason, right? Yeah, right. The, the right reason is, like, you're out there having fun with your kid and you want to document it. Like, our parents probably all have pictures of us when you were little kids fishing, going outside and stuff like that. I feel like that's what like Amber and like her and like those type of moms are doing. Whereas there are other moms out there who are literally like, I'm going to use my kid as like, it's almost like a prop, like a fake deer or something as a prop in order to get more likes because people are going to like a picture of a kid. Yeah. It's like throwing a puppy in a picture. Yeah. I do that yeah. on Tinder. Yeah. Who doesn't? I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. So bull trout shenanigans. Um, most of you guys that don't live here in the Pacific Northwest, here in Idaho, we can legally fish for them. We don't need no special tags or permission or anything. Sorry, Montana. You're excluded from that. But like in Washington and in Oregon, you are allowed to target them freely, I believe. Um, Idaho for sure. So Jeremy and I, every time summer hits, it's my favorite time of year because all I do or all I want to do is go target bull trout. Um, it, I've always compared looking for bull trout to a missing person's case. Like literally like they are, they are the craziest fish as far as like migration goes. They move so frequently. You will never be able to go to a same spot and catch. Well, that's not true. I'm going to take that back, but very unlikely will you be able to go hit certain spots and repeat your success. Yeah, we found that out the hard way. Yeah, a couple. We had one spot that was consistent the whole time. You got to so, drive and walk up and down that whole beat, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. The, the crazy thing too is like, so my buddy used to work on a bull trout project here in Idaho for U.S. Forest Service, and he was kind of telling me some of the crazy shit that they would see. So they would pit tag them and then track them when they'd go by the whatever station or whatever. So they had like they had a pit tag like twenty nine inch female, I think or twenty six maybe I might be over exaggerating on size like who doesn't do that anyway. So this bull trout went from a lake about fifty miles upstream, spawned and came back in less than seventy two hours. <laughs> that gives you like an idea yeah. of like if you do catch a big bull trout that's up there like there's a good chance you caught that fish on its way it's moving up and it's just holding out eating something really quick. Yep. And then it's going to go spawn, and it's going to come back real quick. If the phrase right place, right time ever meant anything, it applies to bull trout fishing more than anything, like 100%. There's so many factors that go into their, like where they're at, too, like flows and water yep. temperature yep. and, I mean, oxygen content in the water. Like All that stuff is very important, and it's so hard to track that, especially as a fisherman, like, just knowing you can't just look at the flows and be like, Oh, they're there. Cause the water temperatures might be fucked. Yeah. Like, well you, well, and the other thing too is like that, that place is like four or five hours away from us. So the other thing too, is you can't just like go out. Like if we had bull trout in our backyard, you know, we'd hit it every day and we'd kind of have a good idea. Whereas up there you're spending yep. maybe a weekend and you're just trying to figure out in a weekend. And then you're like, okay, you need like multiple years up there unless you live up there. Yep. Or multiple weekends, lots of, lots of money. It, it It's comparable to steelhead fishing in a way. So I yeah. actually, so I kind of disagree with you on this one. I was actually thinking about this on the drive over. So steelhead fishing, you can be pretty confident there's always going to be fish in certain holes. Like I just know that from steelheading and stuff like that and catching quite mm -hmm. a few in the same exact spot. Like whenever Corey and I would go steelheading um, in central Idaho, we knew that behind this rock and behind, and in this riffle, there are always going to be fish. I do not feel that way about bull trout at all. Yeah, I see your perspective on that. I think... I think more so the feeling. 
uh, is more. Yeah, fun. like you're hunting. You're hunting yeah, unicorn. You're yeah. not like this hole looks juicy. This hole looks juicy. You are literally like you are within five feet of your car consistently. Depending on the body of water you fish, some fisheries you do want to pound the pavement and hit every hole. That the specific one we were no more than thirty feet from the car. Right. right. Yeah, we would literally look at be. Oh, that looks good. Hit Throw. That. 20 casts in oh nothing okay let's move yeah and if it was like four holes consistently downstream like that just weren't producing we're like we're too far down we need to go back up vice versa too we were yeah. too far up there for a while yep. the first time we were up there we were up too far and we're like fuck what is this and we go down next thing you know we get into a few and then tyler your buddy kind of gave us some info that was like mm-hmm. hey they kind of just hang out at confluences that's just how it works and i'm like wow this is just like steelhead in yep. that in that sense and i'm like well wow, i feel like a fucking idiot right now because i'm like if I just approach this more like steelhead fishing, we probably would have been more successful. Well, they they stage, be, like, they stage between certain creeks, right? Like, just be, and then when it's really really time to get up in those creeks, they'll get up in those creeks. I mean, I got to work for, I got to work on a bull trout program, um, doing some fisheries tech work, and um, I remember one year, twenty twenty one, we had a really low summer year, and. Um, up in North Idaho, water got really low, and some of those bulls were in inches of water. Their backs were out the water while yeah, they were spawning. Imagine a 35-inch, 36-inch bull trout in like a stream that's as wide as your bathroom. And like <laughs> it's just sitting there in two inches of water. And it's it's chilling. It's good. Like it's just doing the spawning thing. It'll probably be gone in a week. Yeah, and the other thing that's cool about them is I was told that they move at night mostly. They don't move during the day. Yeah, low light conditions. Uh, just like any other big predatory fish, like the low light conditions is like the best way to go get them. And when they move and when they're when they're hungry, you know, so dawn and dusk, midday, it just lulls. Like you can still catch them midday, but it that those are the most painful hours of fishing. Jake, like, have you caught a bull yet? Yeah, I've caught a few. Yeah, he sent us a picture I, of a study. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. My biggest was yeah. like 25, 26. Bigger than both of us. I, Keep going. I was, when I, that same trip, I was with my friend, and he caught a 30-incher, though. Midday, too. Like yeah. Like, 1 o'clock. That's true. All of our all of our bulls were, like, midday, weren't they? All of our good ones were midday. The good ones were midday, but but just the, the other day, though, that was our first time fishing that early morning, and it was on fire. Yeah, it was stupid in the morning. It was stupid. Like, not, like, we saw big girls, but... Big you, hose. You had like eight streamer eats back to back at one hole. Yeah. Yeah. See that yeah. that changes throughout the day. Like midday, you're you might see a couple fish, but you have to cast 20, 30 times at them before you even get them to move. Like yeah. a lot of times they're a lot more reluctant to move. That's midday. true. That's midday, that's usually the strat. But I also think that the secondary strat is you just have to consistently move. And if, because if you're going to move, if you move that streamer eight times over the same fish, it's just chances are it's just not going to eat, which was kind of what we did towards the, the end of our shenanigans. This to back up a little bit, Jeremy and I went up to the specific fishery like four times. I'd say we spent a whole month almost bull trout fishing. Yep. Yeah. And, um, it was a lot of trying different tactics and whatnot too. And like, for me, like all my, anytime I bull trout fish, I usually go with a friend and it's usually with a friend that's never caught a big bull. And this time I got lucky. I must've paid my dues or something. And I feel really bad for this one too, because you can't mention what happened after, because that's not what we saw after because I don't know if that person wants us talking about that. No, that I thing. won't. I won't talk about <laughs> that, that fish. thing. I don't I'm only going to talk about this specific fish where Jeremy and I rolled up to this hole and I was already on two bowls, but I had already, they were small. So like I wanted to give him a shot at one and I was like, Hey, you should take the tail out. And he was like, I have a really good feeling about the head. <laughs> and I was like, are you sure? Okay. And then like my second cast, I hooked my biggest bowl and we get it in. And I was like, it was definitely over 20 inches. I was just too excited to put a net on it, but it was definitely over 20. Well, yeah, we didn't put tape on it too. Yeah. Cause we were like, or, it's kind of warm out. You know, this, yeah. we just got done fighting this fish for a little bit. We're like, 
it doesn't matter. It's easily over 20. We call it easily over 20 yeah. and we just throw it back. In. I was hyped. Yeah. And then I felt really bad for the rest of the day. Cause then it just died right after that. Yeah. I don't think we got a, I don't think we had a fish single sniff. sniff. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, I got skunked that. No, I caught two you caught tiny cu- cutthroat. Cutty. Yeah. Two cutties. tiny cutthroat. Always there to save the day. <laughs> it's like white fish, dude. Yeah. And then I go to another secret bull spot here in Idaho. Then the very next that's day, not, that's not very secret. It's not very secret. You got to. I'm know, not gonna. You, s- you don't want to put it on blast, but you were yeah. up there with fucking ten other jabrones doing the same shit. Yeah. And then I nail another big bull trout that was bigger than that one. And so I don't know what's been going on. So I'm thankful. Um, but I feel bad for now. I feel bad for my friends on the grind because I've got a couple other homies that are having a hard time. And Vincey then we, poo. yeah, Vince got one. Yeah, Vince got one. Yeah, he also he also snapped his rod though. Yeah, dude, <laughs> the way he got that fish was so funny. And because I had posted him up in that same spot, I caught the other big one the other day. And this is contradictory to the information we just gave you all, but. <laughs> Um, we were trying everything because I think the the morning hot bite had died and it was starting into the lull. So I was just like, let's just go to this spot and see if there's one here because normally that there is. And I remember walking up to the spot with Vince and I was like, I think I see a fish. And I was like, nah, never mind. And he tangles up his line. He, he's learning how to cast. Uh, it's not an intermediate sinking line, is it? It's a full sink. Full sink, yeah. He's learning how to cast a full sink line, which is a little bit of a learning curve. And he was struggling and his line got all tangled up. And so his like stringer streamer is like dangling between his feet while he's untangling and a bull comes and grabs it and he's hand lining it in like this thing is running on him and he's just like pulling it in. Yeah. He's just yoinking it <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah. He's just yoinking it in. It was a sight to see. It was like that, that really pushes Jacob with it, with his fish on the, yeah. on the, Oh, it's kind of the same kind of deal. It was yeah. Except Vince's was, was worse. Say, it sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. No. Bull trout fishing. Like the biggest thing that I learned is fuck bull trout. I caught that. I caught that one that was like 18, 19 inches, and I still can't break twenty. I haven't cut my hair yet, so we're gonna let it grow until we get one. Still a nice bull though. The one that it's swam between fish. your feet. Holy fuck! Was fucking huge. That was a fucked fish, dude. Swimming between your feet. Well, it, it, it figuratively. Not literally. Oh. It. I had just walked out onto the rock with Jeremy. Right as I walked out, this, I'm going to call it a definite 30 for the story's sake, just shot out downstream, like right in front of me and Jeremy. Oh, so you guys like spooked it and it just... Something. Yeah, we definitely spooked uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, because it was, it was afraid it was going downstream. and But it was a big girl, big girl, like, yeah, hog. That was probably, that's probably the biggest bull I've ever seen in person. Yeah, easily. It was huge. I was like, oh my fucking God. And I saw where it slotted up. It was done. It had no interest. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing a fish that big come out of a small little river is like, it doesn't even look right. Like it just looks so out of place out there. Yeah. Like that water up there, especially that far up, it's a piss trickle up there, dude. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, there's no way there's anything over like 14, 15 inches in this bitch. And lo and behold, there's some big fish up in there that just hang out all the time. Yeah, it was, it's a cool time, man. There's so much good bull trout stuff around this area. And I mean, in other states, too. I really do feel bad for Montanans. And I really hope that they really hope that your guys' bulls are doing well. Because according to the fish, wildlife, fish, Montana Fish, Wildlife and Parks, they're not. These guys don't have very good numbers. It's one of those things where, uh, and this is my opinion solely and probably somewhat true, is that fish and wildlife, you know, they have all this money that gets given to them and donated to them, and so little of it actually goes to a fish like a bull shot because it's not right. seen as like a huge um, com- like commodity or something that people are really targeting outside of a few fly fish- fishermen and spin fishermen. Like, you know, a lot of the money goes to salmon, steelhead, and birds. Like let's be honest here, and big game, like those are mm-hmm. those are re- or those are really the only things that people care about at the end of the day nowadays. I think yeah, and I think it depends on the agency. Every agency is different, but like, gosh, like I will say, like s- some of the stuff here doesn't make a lot of sense. Like there are some native streams 
that fishing game just says, well, they're doing fine. We, we still go out there and we go look and they're doing fine, which like, what does fine mean? Exactly. They're not very open about what the word fine. Means. Yeah. And like the Coeur d'Alene river, for instance, man, like it's no secret. It gets hit hard. Um, it's got the most density of cutthroat per square mile. Uh, that or St. Joe, one of those two has, a, has it, but the Coeur d'Alene in, in particular gets insanely warm. It's a freestone. It gets so freaking warm. Like, I've temperatured that water at like 72 degrees down below Calder. Damn. I've seen smallmouth bass almost roll above the bridge at I 90. Like, bass don't even want to be down there. And I asked my local agency about it. Just be direct, Idaho Fishing Game. And. They were like, well, there's plenty of cold water inlets that keep the other upper river warm. The fish are just going to go upstream. Even that upper river gets so freaking low, it gets low, low, and they're, they're going to stack up in those holes, and then they're just easy pickings for all the anglers. like Birds, that, birds predators. Predators, yeah, and like there are a bunch of Nathans on that river, man. A lot of people up on that river, dude. Yeah, and like they all know where they sit when the water gets really low. They stack in those holes, or those fish get so stressed out they're in the head of the riffles. They're in inches of water because they're just trying to get the much as much oxygen as they possibly can. And then, you know, it's just it's just fucked, man. Like they don't. Yeah, it is what it is. You want to know what else is fucked? They're eating fucking cold beefaroni as your <sighs> fucking lunch on the river. You guys sent that video, and I wanted to vomit. I'm gonna play that video. Yeah. So. Yeah. That really? was fucking disgusting, Vince. You fucking animal. That's the second time I've seen him do that. What was he eating it with? Like, what was his? He's just drinking it out. Of oh, the fucking can. He drinks it, it out right. of the can, dude. That's even better. Oh, uh, I had seen. I've seen the homie Vince do that. You have a bunch of times. Yeah, but yeah, and that man's likes cold soup. Get hand him a can of Chunky's clam chowder. Oh, that man's will eat it, bro. No, he, what was that? You guys were duck hunting. You were telling me about that story when you guys went duck hunting. He was hung over. Yeah, he was drunk. Or <laughs> <laughs> he was like, uh, he had drank too much. He went out with his girlfriend or something, and um, he's probably fine. We've Vince knows yeah, he's, he's just hung. He's just hung over. Then he was like, "I need you to drive because I think I'm still kind of drunk." And I, I was like, "Dude, are you good to shoot a gun?" <laughs> And he's like, oh, I'll be good. I just like need to go. Like, we need to stop a Maverick. So I was like, all right. And for context, Maverick is our big gas station chain here in the West. Great, great breakfast burritos. Yeah. It's honestly an elite gas station. Elite. Elite. It, it slaps. Um, but yeah, so we stopped Maverick. And I was like, oh, homie just probably wants to get a breakfast burrito. You know? And he's yeah. like. And then he goes to the soup aisle they have. They have like six choices. <laughs> and he grabs a can of clam chowder or chicken noodle soup whatever it was i was just like oh he must have his stove with him he's gonna heat it up or something <sighs> man just cracks it open in the car just starts eating it cold oh, i was like Bleh. that's so gross <laughs> dude oh. oh the slurping noises that's yeah exactly what he's asmr in there yeah there's some <laughs> asmr in there dude that was so fucking nasty dude like watching him i ain't no just princess fucking eat that dude and he did that up at Silver Creek, too, when you're chasing Drake's. He did it. Remember at the campfire? It's like That's 3 true. o'clock in the morning. He cracks open a fucking cold-ass thing like ravioli and just eats it, dude. Vince, <laughs> I don't know you. I will have soon, but get you a jet boil and some Mountain House. Yeah, we're going to start. That, that's yeah, not okay. okay. We got to get him that for Christmas, That's dude. not okay. Get him a jet boil. What's the wor- what, wait, what's the worst lunch you've ever had in the river? I Can you the, remember it? The worst lunch I've ever had on a river was just not eating at all i because if i like I'm, I'm not eating shitty food out there there's I, oh, I eat shitty food out there like not not saying like i will put the worst type of food in my body but i'm not cracking open a can of fucking soup that's that's not happening like I'll, I'll i'll prepare myself with just snacks for the day not gonna what if you're so hungry dude i'll drive into the nearest town and get food so i got one for you so this one was pretty gross so we were, I was up, I was on a, I was in between jobs. I was doing a 10 gate, 10 gay, 10 day camping trip. 
um, up here in Idaho. And I always normally bring cold fried chicken for lunch, right? Great choice. Elite choice. And then I'm going, I'm on like day four of this trip. I'm kind of a little low on ice, but I'm like, ah, it's probably fine in there. I get in the middle of the day. This was in like August. I get in the middle of the day. I'm about to get down for lunch. I'm out of ice. My fucking chicken is all soggy from sitting in this fucking water bath. <laughs> and it, it smelled a little funny. Let's just say that. But I was like, you know, it's probably fine. Like soup? No, 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 just no, like fried, cold fried chicken. No, I know, but oh, it, was, in it the, was like soup in that water. Yeah, it was like soup in that water. So I eat it, bro. I immediately it goes right through me like a train. I start shitting my brains out, like I have like no other. I was by myself. This is a solo trip that I did. I'm just shitting my brains out in this on the side of this very well known river up there in a fucking porta potty, just like crying basically to myself, so dehydrated and everything, just like letting it all out, bro. One of the worst experiences I've ever had. Rest in peace to that bathroom. Yeah, that bathroom, that bathroom, I've never been back. It's cursed. Dude, um, on one time, my buddy brought dates. And you guys know what those are? The fruit? Yeah. Why? Dude, I don't know. Why? I don't know what he was thinking. Get some pineapple. He's into a bunch of weird foods too, man. But that was some, he just was like, you want a date? And I was like... (laughs) I was actually kind of hungry and we were just taking a break real quick. I was like, yeah, sure. And then I just like, and smacking on this date. And it was like, bro, dates taste so bad. If you eat dates, you, you are awkward. Something is wrong. Something is like. Dates aren't that bad. But who goes to the store about ready to go fishing? Like, oh, I'm going to grab some dates. I see why though. It'd be a good snack food for fishing because it's dried or it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Dried fruit. Dried fruit. It's dried. It just is a definitely an acquired taste. It's like, um, it's like that one thing they're putting on that mushroom that they're putting on everything now. God, what? It's, I'm drawing blank, dude. I'm so fucking stupid. No, you're good. Uh, no, yeah, I, I've seen some weird shit eating on the river. Um, just you know, I've had some really good meals on the river and on the lake. My best meal ever was actually Chris Wild River Guides. Whenever he invited me up for lunch at Pyramid one time, I was, and they made fucking like uh, tacos on the side of the uh, they're always beach. I'm like, there. God damn, dude! I'm booking like if I needed a guy down here, I book with you guys so fast. They got the Traeger out there. Yeah, yeah, they got all. the. It's lit, dude. When they do lunch, dude, it's a full on party out there. You guys go crazy. Yeah, they go wild out there. Yeah, no. Shout out Chris Van Tassel. Great yeah, dude. is that his last name? I didn't even know it was his last name, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. Wild River Guides. Yep, shout out. Yeah, so that, I mean, like, when it comes to lunches and stuff, man, like, when I'm guiding and stuff for lunches, man, I mean, I'm basic sandwich, potato salad, chips type of guy, cookie, stuff like that. But there are some, I've heard of some horror stories of guides, like, feeding their clients, like, a peanut butter and jelly and shit like that. And I'm just like, what the fuck? What? I would would smash down a peanut butter. I'd be like, man. Bro, it's just cheap, dude. It's cheap. I'm paying $500 going on a guide trip. I don't want a fucking PB&J. Yeah, but your guide also doesn't make a bunch of money. Yeah, He's a- but it's built into the price, you know. Typically, the shop pays for the lunch. Do they? I don't I, know. I, 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 I always know. had to make Actually, meals. I don't know. I always yeah. made meals. I always had to buy my own. Yeah. Uh, okay. Never once did that guy ever give me a budget for food. That would have been so nice. Yeah. I just re- I just write it all off at the end, though. You know what's annoying, too, true. is when they're like, oh, I'm not hungry. I don't want to I'm not hungry. I'm good. I made this. I got up 30 minutes extra early this morning, so you're fucking bitch ass can eat it. (laughs) Then they don't eat, and then you look back an hour later, and they're just passed out on the bank. Just dying. They're that or they're, yeah. Dude, the ones too that. I guess all three of us have guided. Have you guys ever had a client that like just like fucking chugs water the whole fucking trip? Yeah, and then they gotta yeah. turn around and piss every twenty dude, seconds. My clients, my clients the other day, dude. I don't think I've seen two people drink so much water in my life. Good for them for staying hydrated. I know, right? I was like, I drank like one bottle for a half day, and they drank probably four or five each. Yeah, I always had clients like asking me if I needed water. I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Like, <laughs> I probably should. I'm used have been to this. I'm used it. to this shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm out here dried up like a raisin, man. Dehydration's the Especially game. Especially at the Hawaii, man. Bum, 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 the Hawaii River mention. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, I avoided I, it earlier. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even eat lunch most of the time. Dude. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't 
pack meals for myself unless I'm camping. That yeah, exactly. Time. And then, but if I don't eat while I'm fishing or like right when I get home, I'm so, I'm ravenous hungry. And then like after I eat, I just feel like crap. But that's the best meal you can ever have. As soon as you get off a river and you get like a good meal or what? a bad meal, like from Jack in the Box, doesn't matter. What's your guys' favorite hits. like after fishing place to go? It depends where you're coming from. McDonald's? Yeah, it's whatever's really? open. Like if it's summertime and we're getting off the river at ten o'clock, like the It's it okay. Then Jack in the Box in Caldwell. That's the sketchiest thing you can. That's far. Say. Uh, I don't know if no, I can wait that No, because it's long. on the freeway. It's right off the freeway. I can't wait that long because you got to go out of the entire canyon. You got to go back into Parma. That's the way I go. You saw you. We've been getting this. I wait. Have we been on subway grind together? Subway. I've been on good. Subway Grind so, recently. When their I get prices back. are just so yeah, expensive. it's ridiculous, dude. To get like a six inch sub, there's like ten bucks. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, no, that. Yo, Subway, where's the guide discount? Yeah, we need guide discounts Ooh. from Subway. From Subway. I I also on the Hawaii, whenever the Mirage was open, did you guys? Did oh, you? Is it closed? Yeah, it's not open anymore. Best prime Fuck, rib. Best fucking prime rib, dude. Oh, my fucking God. That was like the guide secret, dude. It's close. Like you, clients are like, you guys want to go to dinner tonight? Yeah, I got a reservation at the at the Mirage already for us. Like, let's go. What? Dude, this is like yeah. wrecking my entire day right this, now. Dude, that was the tech out there, dude. I leave for one year. Yeah, it never reopened a couple of years ago. It's just closed now. I can't buy cigarettes and shit in there anymore. Where was this one at? Uh, Right in Adrian. I went out oh. there. I was out. Th- I ate there last summer. Really? I thought it was closed last summer. I don't know. Yeah, I know it's. I know it's not open anymore because I've called damn. and it's just deadline. Dang. Now you got to go into NASA. NASA. Yeah. NASA to go get licenses and stuff now. No, you can go to Hawaii Grocer. All right, here we go. Dude, again. that that yeah. place is so. Dude, I'll never forget. First time I go back over there after COVID, there's a fucking huge stand-up sign of Donald Trump. And I immediately am like, oh, I'm just not welcome here anymore, bro. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Like, I was wearing a mask like an asshole and everything. No one in there is wearing a mask. They just fucking look at me like this fucking minority. Yeah. Can't believe this asshole. Dude, the amount, of, the amount of racial abuse in those places. Dude, that's true, dude. I got some weird-ass fucking looks up yeah. at the bull trap place, dude. The, yeah. What's this guy doing up here? Yeah, what's, yeah. The, what's this little minority doing up here? What's that little boy doing up here? What's oh. he you oh, get some weird loss, boy. Yeah, you yeah. lost, son. Yeah. yeah, they. I mean, yeah, they're living up there, and there's like not that many people there. So, and all over the town, it's just to protect our veterans, and like very just military-driven town. It seems like, dude, it seems very, uh, very not open to anyone that's not white. Let's just yeah. say that, dude. Like when we went into town, dude, I was so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's I hard was to- so uncomfortable. Like we were trying to go into the general store just to get some shit. I'm just like, bro, it's not open. I know. It's not open. I, yeah, I just want to go. Just I just want to go, dude. I want to leave. <laughs> I, I don't feel safe. I feel like I'm going to get like bullied or something. I'm, I was so thirsty. I'm, I'm a 5'6", 130-pound Asian man. I am what? not standing up to one of these motherfuckers. All the granola girls over there and guys wouldn't let that happen to Yeah, you. I mean, I hope... Dude, they had that one... There's a grill up there now that has like a woman woman X with the, the men, woman, and then the E... Fucking the fu- ex dude. Fucking I was like, what the fuck is this doing up here? This is fucking Vince. I need to stop by there and ask him what that means. <laughs> what does what does womenics mean? Yeah, what does womenics oh, well, mean? Is that a type this? of food? Yeah, it means all this and well that's that's gay. <laughs> dude, I, I was just cracking up when I saw that though the first time because I was like, Well, this place is getting real liberal up here. Holy shit. Maybe dude, it's not that bad. There's so many granola people that Dude, there's trail thing. mix motherfuckers everywhere I go now, dude. Everyone's mountain biking. Everyone's wearing those stupid ass skin tight fucking shorts everywhere, bro. Looking mm. real sus in those. Them fly fishing people are pretty granola now too. You guys are trying to get me to change to the granola side. I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll balance it out a little bit, dude. I mean, I say that as I'm wearing Chaco's Patagonia baggies and a fucking fly. First of all, no shame. In what the makes a granola fly fisherman? Bro, they got like fucking 16 bags of trail mix up in that fucking sling pack. Other than the trail mix. Other than the trail mix? <laughs> if they only wear like the camper hats. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Kind of not like kind of like yours with the flat brim. Yeah. Or like like they're really hipster. Like they've got that cut off gloves on or something or no 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 no, no. It, and their no. car their car reeks of weed like yeah just, they're smoking they mad. drive like an 88 Volvo or something. Yeah, they're driving or they drive a taco. 
Yeah. Or yeah, a run, like, Forerunner. Like, if they drive a Toyota, Subarus too. They got the hitch bike rack. Yes. They're going yeah, to you know. bike. Bike um, rack's bike, a good one. They're going to bike down to the fishing spot. They're, they're going to roll in And then they take, like, five casts, and then they go back to the car, and they're like, time for a nap. <laughs> yeah. They got a hammock. They got a hammock hanging yeah. up, too. They got the hammock. Uh, the Yeah, there's a lot of granola people in this sport, man. I, I'm just curious how I got that way. It's like... Well, it, it it's the younger generation, man. It's people our age who not only do they want to fish, they want to look cool while they fish. So like I always say, look good, fish good. But my definition of looking good is very different than what those people's definition of looking good is. Like whenever you're dripped out in like Arcteryx, Patagonia, Marmot, whatever, like and that's all you wear. You've never heard of Sims or Orvis in your life. Like, you know, you're probably a little little granola. Little LL Bean, dude. Hey, I fuck with LL Bean. LL Bean that's my hard. East Coast brand, bro. L.L. Bean is hard. I'm yeah, just saying dude, that is a very granola. I haven't heard much about L.L. Bean. Their waders, the Kennebecs, are supposed to be really good, but I've never worn them. And then their rods used to be really good back in the day. But what? They make fly rods? Whoa, yeah, I they make rods and reels, dude. Yeah. We need to fact check that. No, they do, for sure. I was looking at, I think they had like a, a shorty three weight that I was looking at. And I was what? Like, oh, that's cool. L.L. Bean fly rods, bro? I got, a, I got a $50 gift card from, from one of my ex-girlfriends I still haven't spent. Damn. There was um did you did you ever see my text about the new Flyfish Dan rods? Yeah, oh, I saw that. No. Looks I, like I some China, it looks like some China shit. No, so I think they are custom making them in a shop. Do they come with coordinates to every spot in the state? That's what I'm, that was my main question. Like do I get a map in the rod tube of like where I can Dude, catch? if you're going to buy a custom rod, there are two very big brands, custom rod brands that you should be buying from. Berkheimer Tom Morgan, you really shouldn't be. I mean, there are some very uh, artisanal, like custom rod brands out there, but like for the most part, though, if you're gonna go, you might as well go. If you're gonna spend that kind of money, unless it's like a very regionally famous person and you're like, say, you're just some random guy and you want a custom rod, those are the only two brands I would buy from. I want to know the guy that's making his rods though, because like maybe he's a stand up dude. That's what I'm saying is like some custom rod people actually. They're dogs, man. They're they're really good at that crap. Like they're into like the they're, science behind it. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like they put more care and passion into their product than like, no offense, like Sage and some of the bigger guys. Well, yeah, they. Yeah. Well, Sage and them, it's you know what's going to make us money and put out a product that performs really well, and they do a yeah. good job of that. But you know, if you want like a very custom rod built to you and how you like a specific taper or a yep. certain material or like how you like a cork, like a half wells or full wells, stuff like that. You want a fighting butt on a five weight? Weird ass motherfucker. But you could do that. <laughs> and I'm gonna say something nice about the flyfish Dan thing is I think that is a smart move, partnering with a local guy. And I think I do think his rods are gonna slap. If not, I don't know. So, flyfish Dan, I don't like you, but feel free. I would love to try one of them. <laughs> look at yeah. look at this guy. I don't like motherfucker you. over here. Yeah. I don't like gear, you, dude. but send me one maybe. I don't, no, no, you don't have to send me one. I don't know. Just what's the guy? Let us know if anyone knows. Let us know who's making his rods. I would love to see. I would love to see the quality. Only because like it's always in my brain like something poo poo. If an influencer is going to put their name on a rod, like. That's just normally what comes to my brain. Moonshine rods. Yeah. First off, like that comes off the top of my head. Just bad things. So him partnering with somebody local that's been doing this a while, I would love to see like what that quality is like. And you hopefully guys get, it pans out. You guys have a limited budget. Look, you get to buy one five weight. What are you buying? Dang. He, that's a question. I'm going to put you on the spot, dude. We didn't talk about this beforehand. I know my pick. Probably a Winston, some sort yeah, of Winston. Yeah, I was going to say Winston. I've fished, I've only gotten to fish one a couple times, but they're, they're pretty fun to fish. Tom Morgan, eight and a half foot, five weight, custom. All right. That's what I'm getting every time. I can't speak to that because I've never fished one. They're insane. So are you guys familiar with who Tom Morgan is? No, no I was just going to say you're going to need So it. Winston, Winston back in the day when they had a designer, his name was Tom Morgan. He's since passed away. You know, rest in peace. Rest in peace. So there's Winston still sells a rod called the Tom Morgan favorite. Tom Morgan was the rod designer for all of those rods, and he really revolutionized the way that rods react and like that lightweight feel, and especially for dry fly fishermen, very different feeling okay. than what a lot of rods were up to that time. You know, during the '70s and '80s, from what I understand, 
I fished a lot of rods from the 70s and 80s. Kind of everything's kind of the same. It's kind of how it is now, dude. Like a lot of our rods nowadays, there's very discernible differences between a Helios 3 and a Sage or a Sage R8. Like you can tell there's differences, but it's not like a huge jump in technology. Yeah. Whereas yeah. today, or back then, when Tom Morgan was starting to do that with these high-end rods and people paying $400, $500 for a rod, which was unheard of back then, you know, he made a lot of huge leaps in technology and taper design and things like that. So that's why a lot of people stand by his name. And then once he left Winston, I, I'm not 100% sure on the story, but I believe he then started like his own little kind of small rod shop thing, doing custom rods and stuff like that for longtime clients and stuff like that. And eventually he built it into a brand, Tom Morgan Rodsmiths. And now mm. they go out, they have a shop, I think it's in Twin Bridge. It's in Montana somewhere. Montana. It's in Montana somewhere. But it's like this, you know, very niche. Like they have like five employees that handcraft and hand build all their rods, make it all in the United States, Gra- American graphite, stuff like that. So it, it's a really cool story. And that's something I want to own. I've gotten the chance to fish them a few times, dude. Holy shit. Game you, dude, you want to talk about like the most pure form of dry fly fishing? I fished an eight foot four weight of one of those on the Oahe for like a half a day. <laughs> I don't think I had such such a good time casting the nothing. Like there was no dry fly action going on at that at that point that day. Yeah. I fished in the morning. My buddy uh Les, one of the old guys out there that I've learned from, he had a bunch of Burkheimers, a bunch of Tom Morgan favorites, and then he had this Tom Morgan Rodsmith. He's like, I got I he's like I've had this Tom Morgan Rodsmith rod, and I just don't like it as much as my Burkheimer. He's a big Berkey guy. And I cast that thing, and I'm like, bro, this thing is so much better than your Berkeys. What are you talking about? This yeah. thing is insane. And he's fishing out there. I mean, he's got this this beautiful, you know, Tom Morgan fit with a fucking, like, Winston, or excuse me, a Hardy Princess from, like, fucking the 40s and 50s, bro. It was beautiful. It was, like, one of the most pure dry fly experiences I've ever had in my life. Interesting. Cool. Mm-hmm. You're fishing, like, a bamboo rod? Yeah, I fished yeah. quite a quite a bit of bamboo. I that's one thing I haven't gotten to try, and I've had opportunities but turned it down for some stupid reason. There is a four hundred dollar Orbis impregnated bamboo on Facebook Marketplace in Boise right now that I've been eyeing up. Now I got listed the other day, so I'm thinking about buying it. Yeah, because yeah. I've heard like that's the tech for dries. Well, yeah, you got to get silk line and stuff too. Like you got to do it the yeah. right way. I fished. So there's another another old guy out there that's friends with Les, who I haven't seen him in a long time. So I don't know what happened to him. He may have passed by now but dave oh. this old dude that drove a fucking prius out there and he always That's jacob yeah jacob drives whipping the hyundai yeah. around the dude. hyundai but he drove prius and he he fished telescopic tenkara rods and bamboo rods only interesting wow. okay. weirdest weirdest combo of shit but he let me ca- throw around like i don't even know what it was but he was like it's worth like five thousand dollars so don't break it i'm like all right thanks for telling me this i casted maybe like 10 times with it it's cool Damn. But I've also casted some other bamboo stuff. Like, you can get cheap bamboo. You can get cheap bamboo from China and stuff like that. It's not high quality, but it gets you the right feel. And then, like, when you have a silk line, you have to, like, pull it out and Dude. fucking dry it out at the end of the trip. Yeah, Ooh. that's never. That's one thing I've never seen with silk line. I really it's crazy. Want, do you have some, Jeremy? I don't have any. Oh, my God. I, I know. I want to see that I know process. a few companies that do it. And then, like, Cortland does, like, a bamboo substitute PVC line. And I don't think it's that good. But. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, bamboo, glass, those are all kind of all that same niche category. And it's all really fun stuff. I mean, I highly advise it. I have a, I'm sitting, well, my roommate is sitting on like a, he got given a $1,500 bamboo rod. Dude. He's sitting on it. Joe, what the fuck, man? Yeah, he doesn't know the deal. Yeah. Well, dude, it's old. Dude, it's like pre-60s, 50s. Like, it's worth a shitload. I had um, Elevate. You get that I, c- conditioned and fish it. Yeah, I had uh, Elevate. Uh, the bamboo rod builder here in Boise like took some pictures and looked at it and he yeah. was like, dude, this shit is fucking crazy, dude. Like, mm. don't don't fish it. It's a mantelpiece. It really is. Oh man, for it, real. I'd have gotta... someone condition it and see if I could no, fish it. No, you don't if you have a rod like that, dude, you don't want to fucking get rid of that patina on it, bro. You want the look. I'm just not beat. a collector guy, man. Like I'm like like I want to fish it. That's the whole reason you get a rod is to let it perform for you, right? You want to go see what I don't know. Like. But I but okay, here's the thing. I do see that side of like no, nah, this is a mantelpiece. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have a couple of mantelpieces that I won't fish that they're not worth a ton, but they're just cool. I have a bunch of old Fluger medalists and like, uh, what's it called? Um, South Bend stuff that they're only worth like 50 to 100 bucks, but I'll never fish them. Damn, bro. You asked us the other day if we'd rather have a TNT what? 
TNT Zone or a Echo Streamer X. Echo Streamer X, yeah. Yeah, the Streamer X slaps. Streamer X. I've uh, fished you one guys of those are fucking, You guys hey, are fucking weird. I know you you called me gay for for saying my answer, so I, I meant to ask you about that. I was like, what's wrong with the Echo Streamer X? I thought you were fanboy Echo. I love Echo. I love Echo stuff, yeah. but it's TNT. Yeah, TNT's sick. There's a reason but, why their slogan is, you'll never buy another rod, whatever. Like, the only rod you'll ever want, or whatever. There's a reason. I have I have a TNT Exocent 12-weight, and it's amazing. What? Yeah. The 12-weight? Yeah, I have 12-weight. It's you- not mine, but I've fished it quite a bit. It's someone else. I won't mention whose name it is, because I don't know if he was supposed to, like, lend it to me, and also... <laughs> oh, you just had... He just, he just never gave... He just has never... I've told him, like, multiple times. He gave me that in a Nautilus, and I was like, yeah, I just... An- what? Whoa. Yeah. And I'm just sitting on it. This man, Jeff Bezos. I need a lender That's like a- this. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's really cool. It's all custom to him and everything. And I'm just like, dude, I, he's never asked for it back. I've asked him many times if he wants it back. He's just been like, no, I'll keep it. I'll get it the next time in Idaho. <laughs> he's, I don't think he's ever been to Idaho. So, oh my God. I'm just sitting on it. Well, that's cool. I would say finders keepers almost. No, 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 no. I, I love this guy. So I would never do that. I would be like, dude, you can have him back whenever. Uh, I know. That was like the other day when I asked you to. Uh, I'll ask you this question, Jacob. If you find somebody's rod on the bank, do you do you give it to like a fly shop, a local fly shop, or are you keeping it? I'll I'll try to like post it on like a Facebook group or something that's like local and see if someone will buy it. And then if nothing happens, I'm not yeah. gonna hold on to it. Like I have no reason to hold on to it. But I'll I'll take it to a shop at that point. But yeah, we my buddy Dan lost a full Euro nymphing setup. Good. Well. It was a really expensive. Setup. I know, I know what it was. Good. Yeah. So your nymphers deserve nothing but hatred in their life. <laughs> that sucks that you're one of them now. I know, right? Yeah. I guess we didn't. We haven't had a podcast since that, huh? No. Yeah, you uh, caught. Yeah, you caught your first fish on the Euro nymphing rig. Your first two fish. Forecast or whatever. Killed a steelhead small. I'm telling <laughs> <Wow>. everybody. <laughs> no, I didn't kill it, dude. It swam off fine. <laughs> it was fucking bleeding out its asshole, bro. <laughs> Out its gill plate and asshole. <laughs> Dude, it's just a, hey, it's swam not off hey, it's a rainbow. It's a rainbow as far as we know. <laughs> hey, it swam off. I gave it every chance, bro. Steelhead definitely don't rear in that creek. Definitely not. No, you were like, hey, try this out. Or no, you I wanted, actually asked. Yeah, I was like, you wanted to I was like, all right, it. just show me how to fucking do it. I was like, I was like, I, I first two casts were shit, and then like you were just like, oh, just bring everything up and load it with the flies. And I was like, oh, you feel like, I will say it. I will give you credit and you're in a first credit for this. It is cool feeling contact. That is, is that is yeah. fucking cool. But it is a lame ass way in my opinion to fish still. Yep. I'm glad that you tried it though so you can have yeah. that opinion. Yeah. yeah. It, it it feels kind of goofy. It's just like tight line. I grew up tight line. So I this do. is not. Yeah. So it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like uh, there was a kid on the Hawaii a couple months back where I was teaching my girlfriend some urinifying stuff and he was standing across the riffle watching as well. And he didn't have a Euro nipping rig. And he took off his bobber and he just started like, he's like, oh, it works. And I didn't even realize he was paying attention to what I was saying. And I was like, oh, were you just like watching? He's like, yeah, I was just listening to you the whole time. And that's crazy. He's like, I've never tried that before. I was like, yeah, you don't really need a Euro nipping rod to Euro nip. Like, you can do all this shit with a stick and line, really. That's essentially what's going on. Um, yeah, it, it, it's cool. Other than you can't cast. I can cast a Euro rig pretty far. Um, I use a different kind of leader setup. Um, God, please don't go on this tangent about fucking leaders. I've heard this on this drive back <laughs> four fucking times. Yeah. If I have to listen to this shit one more time, I'm going to so, break something. I'm going to say, though, that the f- Euro nymphing, the, the, that people that say you can only cast 10 feet is a legit myth. That's true. As somebody, yeah, as somebody that does it on the regular, um, if you get really good at it, the further you cast, the more you deaden your contact and the more strike detection is lost. But you can do it. It's possible. Um, I mean, look at the kids with the mono rigs nowadays. God, please that's stop. Co- Just stop going, that's the bro. Cool, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. That's dude. the cool kid now. Cool kid thing to do. But um, Oh, it's so dumb. I'm glad you did it. I think as a guide, you being a guide, I think you learning that technique is important. No, I, you know, the only, yeah. thing, the only thing I can see this being super helpful for it and I, I do this sometimes for steelhead. Uh, it's tight lining. So I could see it. If I got like a thicky, a thicky boy and I wanted yep. to nip up some steelhead, it would make sense. But I'm, I'm only going to swing this year. So 
Uh, yeah. I'll probably nymph a little bit just to get one on the board if I'm getting smoked, but it, it makes sense. I mean, it, it is really an it's, efficient way to fish like it, no yeah. there's no other way to explain it it's a trick to have up your bag and like everyone i've taught you're nipping to i always say don't make it your full personality don't don't stop dry fly fishing don't stop streamer fishing don't stop bobber fishing i bobber i bobber fish with the euro rig all the time it's heinous as fuck but it oh, works. It's disgusting. It works. Yeah, it and works I'll... when in certain situations where when you're I... bobber fishing with it though it's almost like it's a uh what are the fucking other it's like a center pin that's what it looks like to me whenever you do it. Yeah, it's a lot start, like a pinner. Especially once you start letting your line just like drift below you like forever just to see if you can Yeah, get that's it. what like, fucking Luke does. Mm-hmm. I do it too. You watch me do it. Yeah. I um the but yeah, don't I don't make it my full personality. I bring a plethora of rods with me. It's actually really annoying. That is a lot of people that I fish. Fifteen be, broken down rods and no tubes. Yeah. <laughs> that's in my truck right now. <laughs> that's me too. Yeah, just because like, I I like to bring everything. I'll bring my streamer rig. I'll bring my dry fly rig. I'll bring my regular bobber setup. I'll usually have that set up on deck. And then, but I'll gear on nymph too. If I need to get a couple of fish on the board, and I, if I just want to get better, me personally, I'm just trying to be a well-rounded fly fisherman. And yeah, sure. I will be arrogant and say that I feel like everyone should embody that mindset. Like, get I, good at spay rod stuff. Get good at like get good at everything. Each each way that you fish has a different understanding, and it's gonna teach you new ways of like reading water, and it's gonna teach you new ways of like presenting flies. And so, I think it is important to have that because, yeah, you, like you said, you're not you're not gonna be a well-rounded fly fisherman and have that total understanding. Like if you're just like, oh, I just throw streamers, you're gonna understand that very well. Yeah, but you're not gonna like you're you're missing a lot of opportunities, and I think that's that's something that. Definitely nailed right there. You're telling me you don't want to just throw bobbers all day? I will. There are don't, people don't, that I, don't, I, I was going to say, I throw, uh, Luke, how many times do you just watch me throw a fucking bobber all day? I'd say dude? 90% of the time I've seen you uh, fish. Just fucking bobber, dog, dude. It's it's no. disgusting. I'm it, not saying I won't do that. I'm just saying it's good to have the understanding and able to do it. Right. Yeah. But, like sometimes I'll sacrifice fish catch rate because I want to get better at dry fly fishing or I want to get better at fishing tinier mid size 24 midges or something and like keying Ugh. and shit like that Love even it. though i fucking Jesus. hate doing that but uh, the reason i bring this up is like like urinifing gets so much hate and like it i understand this is like the fucking dead end conversation of like everybody that everybody has but it's important to get out there that like me personally just i think everyone should learn the technique because like the people that talk crap on the technique when they go and try it and they're like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. Like, there's a lot of people I've taught you anything to. I wouldn't say it's fun. I would say it's cool to an yeah. extent. Like, feeling contact, that's cool. But I wouldn't say it's something I'd want to do all It's day. just different. Yeah. It's like streamer fishing or dry fly fishing. Streamer fishing. It's I love just, streamer fishing, but I bang my head against the wall doing it so it's, much. Well, I don't mean it as in, like, it's the same technique. I just mean it's oh, another... Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. It's another tool on tool your... In the, tool in the tool belt type yeah, of deal. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. So, go out there, you guys, and fucking bang up a euro nymph fish just fucking go do it build up yeah. that toolbox a little bit should we should we move on and talk a little bit about the merch that we got yeah we're getting towards kind of the end here so i think it would be important to just kind of drop it here at the end some hints got some euro nymph merch coming up <laughs> we do have some euro nymph merch it's some euro looking ass nymph and merch bro i love it it's gonna fit you guys perfectly it's gonna be sick um yeah so uh we went dummy on the designs um just so you guys know that Everything Foulhook does is DIY, or DIY, DIY, DIY. You're close. It's stupid. I'm literally retarded. Um, but yeah, so we really have been on our grind um, this past couple months trying to figure that out for you guys. We did all the designs ourselves. Um, we shout out Luke. Thanks. Um, I I just had that skill set from previous things and um i'm not very good at it but i hope you guys like it i think i do think personally these designs slap and i do think they compete in the current market there's nothing else like it yeah we're going for a pretty unique style of fly fishing merch which like you guys will see um we're trying uh, we'll probably do something that the kids like here and there but definitely some newer things that i'm not really seeing across the board from like sims patagonia or some of even the mid-tier guys. Um, I think it's going to be cool, and I think you guys will rock it, and we're going to launch really soon, and as soon as we do, 
get that shit cop it because they are going to be limited runs of certain shirts so if there's a shirt where you're like that shirt's a banger buy it because if someone else buys it before you it is gone yeah we're only going to do a certain amount of them and that's just because one we're not well i could be fully transparent about the business side here we're not holding on to inventory we're doing print on demand and um, we're te- we we're testing all the products as we speak, so we're making sure that it's not shit stuff that we're giving you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, if it comes out shit, it'll get delayed, and because we're not going to put our name on something that sucks. But like, it just makes sense for us. We want to feel more exclusive. Think of like a streetwear kind of thing. Like, there's only a certain amount that are made. We want you to wait in line for it. No one else does that. We think it's a cool idea. We'll see if it takes off. Maybe you guys fucking hate it. Maybe you guys love it. Yeah. Back so to- we're all we're always willing to go back to the drawing board for it. So it's all good. Yeah. Um. You'll pro- you've probably noticed an influx of like skit style content. Um, at the end of the day, this is still a podcast, but we are going to do that stuff just because everyone enjoys it and it brings attention to the brand, which we need. We like and we like making fun of influencers. Yes, and fly all seasons, man. Unblock me, man. Dude, that was fucking hilarious, bro. <laughs> he just blocked all of us. He's like, yo, fuck these clowns. Dude, I didn't even make fun of you, dude. I wonder if he and blocked me because I have no idea. Who that Mike, even bro, is. I'm gonna miss that sexy body brother yeah with his shirt off fishing fucking fiberglass and he can't go more than 25 feet with it mike <laughs> dude I'll, t- I'll talk shit all day about fly all season that guy's a fucking dork mike i love you man fucking that sucks bro why did you do that to me you want to come he can come on the casting couch I'll ask him what he wants the industry and if his ass is tight mike i invite you to come on this podcast and i want you to point out what about that video offended you was it because that your fish was small in it? Because that's a you problem, brother. <laughs> bro, bro, yeah. the type of dude that says a 20-inch fish, bro, it's 14 inches, dude. Yeah, that's literally, that's all I was implying. And then he's like, oh, fuck that guy. Block. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. If he's still listening at this point, he's a fan now. Yeah, he's a fan, bro. He's a big fan. Yeah. Or he's a hate listener. <laughs> he's just fucking sitting there I fuck with it. Fuck. I fuck with it. A lot of people loved that, though, Mike. Everyone... But I would just it just goes to it goes to show, man, you flip enough stones on these influencers on what they do and it's a problematic. Everybody everybody agrees. Yeah, you never know, man. It's just how it is, dude. The internet's a wild place. It's the wild wild west, dog. Yeah, and we're here for it. Anyways, love y'all. You guys are fucking rockers and uh we'll see you guys on the next one. Signing off. Peace see out, brothers. You guys.